I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest, behind-the-scenes, no-bullshit look into the wedding industry. With over 15 years' experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding. We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Hello, everybody. Mm -hmm. Welcome, welcome back to our podcast. We are here again. Hey, hey. Hey. (laughs) Uh, So today... Weird day. <laughs> it's been an odd, yeah. You know, it's been a bit of a um, not a run around, just like you know what? I, I saw this thing that m- the retrograde of Mercury, we've moved out of it, so maybe that's our downfall. <laughs> We're always in Mercury retrograde, right? I don't know, but it's just I forgot it was Thursday. Like, I just I also forgot to eat lunch today, which I never, never oh. do. Yeah, I know, so I was so hungry, so. Um, you know, just a, an odd day, but that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> we're here to talk about a very, very important topic. Um, we're getting married regardless of the size of it. You will have to have one of these mm-hmm. is we are going to talk about your rehearsal. So for those of you that don't know what a rehearsal is, and some might not, <laughs> uh, Kelly, why don't you give us the rundown of what a rehearsal actually is? <laughs> Yeah, sure. So the rehearsal, I like to call like the dry run for the ceremony. Um, It's basically uh, the fake ceremony that we do, but it's more like a practice round. And we'll kind of go into why it's so important. But basically, we go through the motions of your ceremony um, so that you know what to expect, basically. Basically. That's it. Yeah. In a nutshell. I like it. We're going to break. Yeah, and that's the end of the podcast. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to just start with why it is important to have a rehearsal because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you don't have to have one. And if you don't, you can, you can still get along with the wedding day. That's okay. But we Mm want to highlight the reasons why we think it's important and hopefully convince you that it should be important. It's a to-do list, something on your list to do. Oh, yeah. I always get a little nervous when people are like, yeah, we don't need one. I'm like, but right. really? But really? <laughs> I have many examples that I can share with you in this moment before we even get started of why a rehearsal would have been a good idea. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I can think of a few. So um, but, you know, like, yeah. yeah, it's just like, wow, we should have done that. But let's talk about the importance. So the first one that's so obvious is everybody knows where they're standing. And you think... Yeah. You think that's not that important, but it is. Oh, man. (laughs) Let me tell you. You know what? And I'm not sure if we're going to go into this a little bit, but I always find that like the bridal party specifically, their biggest thing is Mm -hmm. like, I just want to screw up your wedding. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know where to stand. And I don't know like how to hold my bouquet or what the guys do with their hands or things like that. So honestly, just... And we always tell um, the bridal party this too. They were like, okay, guys, we'll put some tape down on the floor for you so you know exactly where you're going to stand. And they're always like, oh, thank God. Because they're always so worried about like, where they're gonna what what do they do with their hands? You know, the hands are just like, uh, what do 100% I do? One hundred percent Talladega Nights 
Yes. Is what we quote when we're talking to them. What do I do with my hands in front of the microphone? No, just keep them at your side. But what do I do with them? That is literally what we're doing. <laughs> the running commentary. <laughs> yes. But everybody wants to know where they're standing. And mm-hmm. it's just, I think once they find their place, like their position, they are confident. Yes, I can stand here and smile. But at least I know yeah. that this piece of tape goes under my left shoe. I know that. <laughs> Absolutely. But we've done we've done a lot of different ceremonies of course um where some of them are like you need to know where you're standing so that you know because the way the the actual layout of the ceremony is mm-hmm. is kind of weird we had one where we had to do it inside because it was raining mm-hmm. and i told the bridal party i was like i need your butts to be against the window it's yes. a really weird request <laughs> but for us to be able to get really good shots of the couple like i i need you guys like out of the photos as much as you can mm-hmm. or you know like are we going to put them on an angle are we going to shingle them at a 45 are they going to be straight across yeah. so yeah there's all these little fun little things like this is why you need to have a rehearsal <laughs> one random it's always a groomsman sorry always, guys. there's always. one random groomsman that's like a country mile from the next guy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> get over there. Like, we always joke, like, you guys can get close. It's okay. <laughs> yes. I mean, you're not detached, but you can get close. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so another one is everybody knows what to expect. So most people that come to rehearsal have probably been to one or none in their lifetime. Because not everybody gets to be in a wedding party at some point in their life, I think. But mm-hmm. not everybody, you know. You just wouldn't go to a rehearsal. You wouldn't, it's not like an everyday thing. It's like a special thing. Oh, I'm going to the rehearsal. I'm in my friend's wedding party. Like, that's awesome. I've been in three <laughs> and I'm I, a wedding planner. I've lost count of how many I've been in, to be honest. <laughs> it blows my mind because that was me like not even being a wedding planner. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes, that's what you do. So I, I, it blows my mind when I think about the amount of people that are adults that have never been to a wedding before. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when I think about, you know, we always talk about how it's like you you've been invited to a wedding you better say yes you better be yes. on death's door to say no because it's <laughs> an honor to be to be included mm-hmm. and the right to be in the bridal party like no you know it's 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 pretty rare actually mm-hmm. yeah so then the rehearsal like for their expectations is they understand okay mm-hmm. i'm walking down the aisle at mm-hmm. this pace mm-hmm. i am turning left or i'm turning right i'm mm-hmm. listening to this person sometimes in church weddings uh, there's a lot of turning happening <laughs> face the god okay. face the audience face the god the audience <laughs> And I'm just like, oh my God, I don't even know what we're doing. But just listen to the guy at the front. It's true. <laughs> yes. Are we singing? I don't know. So, <laughs> but yeah, so at least it kind of gets all those expectations kind of out of the way and people really know what's going on. And then between ourselves and possibly your officiant or priest or whoever's going to be marrying you, goes through the motions of explaining it all and really grounding you as a group because uh, it's important to know what. How, why, why we're doing this? What's going on? What is your expectation for the day? What are you going to be seeing when you're all dressed up and people are staring at you? Right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the next one is um, oddly one of my favorites. Yeah. Sometimes when it's the first time people are getting to like to meet each to other. Meet. Yeah. So obviously your vendors, you know, speaking as a wedding planner, you've usually been working with the bride for the most part. Sometimes you haven't even met the groom yet. So this sometimes is the opportunity where you end up meeting the groom. This has happened to us many, many times. Mm-hmm. It's also the mm-hmm. opportunity for you to meet the officiant maybe for the first time or your, your pastor, priest, you know, whoever is marrying you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the bridal party themselves, like yeah. usually the guy yeah. side haven't met with the girl side yet, or in some random cases, the bride side and the groom side actually know each other because yeah. they have weird history together. So. <laughs> And it always ends up being like it's the random groomsman and a random bridesmaid. You're always. like, okay, always. Every wedding we yeah. go to, they're like, they know each other from mm-hmm. the past. 
But I always, when they have to link arms or walk together on the recessional when they're coming down the aisle, I'm always like, have you met? Nope. This is the time. Offer your arm to your lady and introduce yourself. (laughs) Do do you know, I don't know why they do this, but you know, in movies, they're always like, uh, our sex scene was the first time we met each other. I'm like, how awkward was that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I always just think of like the bridal party when they're walking down. I'm like, well, guys, you're going to get a link arm in arm. I don't expect you to kiss, but you need to at least be in each other's like three meter <laughs> bubble yeah. space. Right. You just need to be comfortable with each other. But that's why I like they don't know what to do with their hands, literally. So that's why I'm so you and I kind of just say it immediately, like offer the arm to the lady. People understand that, like offer a strong arm. I am a man. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Oh, two ladies. Oh, two big arms. Yeah. Whatever makes you guys comfortable walking down the aisle. <laughs> Just yes, do yes. not try to hold her hand. That's weird. That's awkward. And then you got to explain it to her boyfriend who's sitting at the fourth queue. And it's just, right. it's just so the weird. arm is a very neutral, it's neutral territory. Piece. It totally is. Yeah. 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 For sure. Or, yeah. Or even just because, I mean, we also have mixed um, bridal parties too, mm-hmm. right? So yep. two guys walking down, or it might be two mm-hmm. girls walking down. The girls are usually a little bit more like make fun of it. Yay. Well, hold mm-hmm. on. Our- Sometimes we'll just be absolute goofballs about it and yes. have so much fun. Or sometimes they're like, no, this feels kind of awkward. So we're like, okay, just just get used to it. It's but that's what the rehearsal's good for. It's like, let's get this weird kind of awkwardness. Like maybe if there's a mixed bridal party or if maybe it's a same-sex couple, like let's try to figure out how everybody's comfortable in this situation. Mm-hmm. Most people mm-hmm. are totally fine. It's just about a matter of finding that balance. Like what's mm-hmm. going to be – what's going to work for you? Cool. You're going to hold hands? Okay. You're best friends since, you know, kindergarten? This is going to be fine. Right. <laughs> Um, which kind of leads us to our next point is um, you kind of get all that weird stuff out of the way. (laughs) So like the weirdest one, and I, I always kind of see it is the kind of, it's that part where the bride walks down with her father. Let's say traditionally in this case is the father is supposed to give the woman away to the man. Okay. Now we're not saying this is what we do every time. This is just, I'm just painting a picture here, guys. Okay? And you know, then the father, or the priest or the Holy spirit, whatever, who gives this woman away. And then, you know, the father probably says I do, but now we live in 2021. So we're not that archaic, but there is that kind of, uh, dance that happens at the top yes. of the aisle there the interaction at the end of the aisle yeah so our main goal in that moment is that we'll send like kelly and i do it in tandem one will send them down the aisle and the other one will be standing at the top and we run through it together in that moment and be like what is gonna work for you here like yeah. what is the efficient or pre-saying you're gonna say this then we turn to the bride and groom are you okay with this no say something else mr or mrs priest person <laughs> Or we're just going to say nothing or we're just going to, you know, have it naturally happen. So Mm -hmm. I remember one wedding, there was a like, okay, okay, you shake his right hand and then you put hand on his left shoulder and then you go behind me. It's like, you know, all that shit is going to go out the fucking window (laughs) the minute you walk down that aisle. (laughs) Too many. It's it's, it's too too many. It's too much instructions. I remember we did a wedding uh, a couple weddings ago and this was the same thing during the rehearsal. And it was like a hold his hand comes out. Her hand is out. There's a ring. She takes the ring from his hand, and then and then the left hand, and then the right hand, and then. But wait a sec. You got to put the ring over here. So I'm just like, oh my gosh. There's just there's too many hands, and there's only there's too much. Too it's many. Too much. Too many. Yeah. 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 So oftentimes yeah. Kelly and I will jump in and be like, no. <laughs> We're gonna streamline this because and and we say this all the time, like going back to the whole like what to expect when you're kind of walking down the island and just practicing. 
I always tell, I always tell whoever I'm talking to in the moment. And especially it's, it's usually like the groom and the mom or like the bride Mm -hmm. and the dad. So we'll, we'll stick with traditional sort of tropes here. Um, where it's like, okay, what do I do with my hands? Where do I put my, you know, she's got her, you know, might, might be mom walking down the aisle, mom and dad and the bride. Mm Mm-hmm. I love it when they do that, but it's like, where does she put her arm and she's got a bouquet and, and he's holding her. It's like, honestly, in the moment, just do what's going to be the most natural for you so that you're not overthinking it. Mm-hmm. We can sit here and tell you until we're blue in the face, like you should do this. Blah, blah, blah. So it's the same with what sometimes when it comes to the person that's officiating the ceremony, they're giving you too many instructions. You're like, mm-hmm. I am literally trying not to pass out yep. at the end of the aisle. <laughs> so I need very, very, very basic and like two word sentences. Yeah. <laughs> also like Kelly and I could give you a few prompts that we've seen over the years that work well, like offering an arm, that's very easy. But sometimes it's a height difference. Sometimes there's a hearing problem or sometimes they have mobility issues. So really it's up to you and your ownership on how comfortable you are as a bride or walking down the aisle um, mm-hmm. with whoever you've chosen to walk down the aisle with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a bride, her dad um, definitely had mobility issues. So we had to get her brother to get him up there and then mm-hmm. she would meet him. So it was less movement for him. Now, you know, traditionally speaking, that's not what would happen, but that's what had to happen here. And she knew that she could get her dad down the aisle, like maybe supporting him instead of the other way around. Um, Also, I feel like some people have different relationships with their parents. Uh, You and I are a great example. Uh, You like hug your parents every time you see them. (laughs) I'm like, high five, dad. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a hugger. Sorry. I think your whole family is, right? So like- We're all, we're very, like our love language is is touch. touch. So we're always, we're always hugging like- I, you know, I do the whole like Portuguese kiss on the other side with my mom, with my grandma. Like we yeah. just, that's how we, that's just how we interact with each other. But you're right. There is, you know, everyone has a, just a different relationship with mm-hmm. their parents. Sometimes it's not a very good relationship. And so mm-hmm. this might be the first time that you're seeing them in a very long time or after something may have happened. And so, yeah, you just have to be kind of a little bit mindful of that, but, but practicing it now before mm-hmm. the big day means that you're going to get all like the little kind of like all the willies out. You know what I mean? You're going to kind of yes. work yeah. through all of this and cause it's better to do it now then do it in that moment in, in front of people yeah or the you know the one <laughs> like, i always see it's uh you know do you want to shake your father-in-law's hand and sometimes it's a firm shake it's a, i'm mm-hmm. the son and i'm i'm marrying your daughter yeah. and sometimes they're they've been buds for years <laughs> and they are oh, come here big bear hug no problem so you just have to you just have to ask those questions gently as you're going through the motion but our ultimate uh goal for you is to make it comfortable for mm-hmm. whatever the situation may be because they're all different right so mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then another one is it, we're falling right into this topic is that this is when you ask the questions. Okay, oh, God, <laughs> You know, yes. when you say there's no such thing as a stupid question, absolutely go in with this attitude when you're going to a wedding rehearsal, because this is the time to ask. <laughs> However, <laughs> however, however, <laughs> I, 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 so I only really listen to the bride and the groom fair yeah sorry i'm i'm talking like bride and groom ask the questions yes so bride and groom you are absolutely like in this moment is the opportunity for you just to clarify things and to be honest we will actually pull you aside at the beginning of the ceremony just to make sure that we have the right order to make sure that people are still going to be joining because lately we've had some challenges with some of the bridal party that are Mm -hmm. unable to very last minute unable to participate in the ceremony so there's a lot of things like that where if if you are able to kind of go in and you know what to expect and you know you're we're able to get through the ceremony the rehearsal as quick as we can Mm -hmm. it's when other people are like oh you should do this and oh i went Mm -hmm. to a wedding and you did this and you're like you know what you are the girlfriend of somebody i don't know who you are you need (laughs) to sit back down in your pew and just just chill out (laughs) 
Because we've all we have all seen oh, her or him. Yes. And they always seem to know they've you know, they always know what's best, blah blah blah. Maybe they and my also cousin's know. sister's daughter's wedding. Oh, we did yeah. this. That's yeah. nice. Or, maybe, or That's my favorite nice. is they just got married, and so yes. they're like, oh, I just got married, and I can tell you that this totally worked for us. I'm like, That's <laughs> great. And I'm glad it worked for you. It's yeah. not gonna work here. So shush shush. <laughs> yeah, shush shush shush. You're just coming across stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. Uh, another one is put your wedding party to work. You know, they've gotten the bachelor party, the bachelorette party, the showers, all the fun stuff. Now it is time to make them work. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 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 (laughs) Because they don't necessarily know that they have to do this too. So again, if you've never been in a wedding before, then it's important for you to actually like know your place. And I say that with like, you have a role, like you are actually, you're needed. That's why you're there. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Um, for example, like we always say, so the bride gets up there. She's got a big, beautiful dress. She's got the veil kind of trailing behind her. Uh, of course, of course, myself and or Kelly can run up to the aisle and fix it and make it look absolutely beautiful for the photographer to take photos. But Thank you. Nobody knows who we are. I mean, they do, but we're not family members. We're not friends. We've been hired to do a job. So we prefer that the bridesmaids do it and they always want to do it. They want to fuss over their friend and take your time because, you know, like that's your job. Hold flowers and purses and tissues and stuff while the other one fluffs it. Work together as a team. It makes a great Mm -hmm. photo. It calms the bride down a little bit. It gives her a little bit of time to breathe. It's just makes way more sense. It's perfect. And Mm -hmm. she knows you've got her back. Yes, right. There's something like that, just that sense of community. And I think it just reinforces the idea that your wedding is, of course, it's about you and your person, but mm-hmm. it is uh, a, um, it's a gathering of your family and your friends to celebrate you on your day. And so why would you, why wouldn't you want to have your friends and your family physically kind of helping you as well? Like it just, it just, mm-hmm. like you say, it works for photos, but it also just makes you feel like you are part of uh, a group. You're mm-hmm. part of the village. Like exactly. Cool. You're even, um, so at church weddings, Catholic specifically, there's a lot of sitting down and standing up um, mm-hmm. for the ceremony and the bride and groom included. There's typically some kind of stool or chair that mm-hmm. has to be moved and put back a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the priest or the father is too busy to do it. And, you know, there's usually some groomsmen just doing nothing. <laughs> can you move a chair? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yes, I know you can so move the chair. We're always so eager to be like, oh, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. It gives them a purpose. It gives them a, like, what? I can do this instead of just standing here, like, not crying. I can I can move the chair. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And they fight over it. And you're like, well, at least it's out of the way. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And they're ready for it. And, you know, that's their sole job. Or, you know, holding the rings. That's another one, too. Mm-hmm. Someone has to be responsible for those. Make them be responsible for making sure that it leaves the house and it gets into their pocket and it arrives at the ceremony. Yes. <laughs> like, put the ownership on them. Let go exactly. of control. Trust in the yeah. friends you've chosen for your party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and kind of the last one, which to me personally – was a really fun time um, mm-hmm. for my rehearsal specifically uh, was that there's usually food <laughs> to follow <laughs> and it kind of gives dinner. you the rehearsal and the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. And let's just clarify a rehearsal dinner does not have to be the most fanciest shank dig that you've ever been into your entire life. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what mine was. Okay. I had 30 people at my rehearsal dinner, which is insane. Okay. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> yeah. However, have my family flew from New Zealand halfway across the world. 
I wasn't going to say that they weren't allowed to come to the dinner. You have to sit at home without my mother and my <laughs> my stepdad and stuff. And then also Tim's family, some Ontario came as well. So nice. it's like, well, of course you can come. I don't see yeah. why you couldn't come. Um, you know, my aunt, her two kids were in my party. Of course my aunt's going to come to the <laughs> rehearsal dinner. So we had pizza and calamari and salads. Half my bridal party was in sweatpants. And all of us just kind of laughed and had a good time and chatted with everybody. And it was this really nice preview of the special people in my life to yeah. have the ability to kick back before the big event were to take place. Totally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. All the rehearsal dinners I've been. And, and it's, you know, I say rehearsal dinner very loosely because it's really going to look however it looks for you. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you do want to go out to a restaurant or maybe you want to do a backyard mm-hmm. barbecue. Party. Like what ends up happening is because typically you'll get married in the summertime or the spring or the early mm-hmm. fall where you can, you can have a barbecue outside. So you'll have people that are gathered around. Yes. You may have people that are from out of town as well. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, get to throw some like burgers on the grill or something. It doesn't have to be anything like glamorous by any stretch, but it is a really great way for you to kind of continue on the idea of getting to know people as well. Because usually if you're, if you've had your rehearsal and you've got the bridal party and they have no idea who they are, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, who they're hanging out with, we're going to go for dinner after and you guys are going to get to like hang out and get to know each other a little bit more. So mm-hmm. it's it, honestly, we do encourage doing the rehearsal dinner following the rehearsal. Yeah. Um, right now, sometimes... Mm-hmm. Sometimes people usually like to do it like the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people end up having their rehearsal um, a few days before their ceremony. So they may end up doing the rehearsal on one day and then maybe like the night before dinner mm-hmm. or something like that. Like it doesn't it doesn't really have to be anything too crazy, but food, just grab them with food. <laughs> yeah, even like some venues that you... Grab them with food. <laughs> right, yeah. Even some venues that you get married at offer the option of rehearsal dinner. So just to make things easier, you can have your rehearsal in the space and then go for dinner right there. Or, you know, if you're getting married downtown, there's so many places to go, oh you know, yeah. there's just the opportunities endless. It's also mm-hmm. kind of nice if your rehearsal uh, dinner place is close by, because you might have some questions after that you need to talk to us or the person that's officiating you. And it's nice to just send the pack of people to the free <laughs> drinks. Be like, please go get some appetizers and some drinks. Leave me, Leave me alone for like five minutes. <laughs> And that's like the exchange of like, okay, did we do that right? Okay, maybe, okay, maybe we have some money that we have to pay you or we need to give you some of our personal items. It's it's nice to just be like, go away. <laughs> yes, like five seconds of brain space, please. Yes, yeah. totally. 100%. So those are kind of the things that we think are important to highlight when you are considering having a rehearsal. And we're not saying you should consider, you should have it regardless. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to highlight something else that I didn't write down is that you don't necessarily have to have your rehearsal in the ceremony space that you're getting married. Yes. Because sometimes it's impossible. A great example, Dockside Restaurant in Granville Island, beautiful space. You have to buy out the restaurant to get married. The problem is it's a restaurant in the off time. (laughs) So you're not going to, you think the Dockside is going to say, hey, you can totally host your rehearsal around all these tables that are paying over $200 for their meal. No problem. Eh, wrong. <laughs> so, I have only ever been able to do a rehearsal once at mm-hmm. Dockside, and it was in the lounge area. It wasn't yeah, even in the it restaurant. In their space. Yeah. So it was still, it was still more like so you're getting vibes of the restaurant. But yeah. And if this is where this moment is. Like, okay, guys, we're gonna practice in your backyard, or we're gonna practice at yeah. a park, or we're gonna practice somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And on the day, we'll put a little bit of tape on the ground, and then that's where you know where to stand. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. You already have the idea. You've already got the, you've got the motion already in place. It's now just walking down the aisle. Pretty much. Yeah. So you can have your rehearsal somewhere else and in a barbecue and a park, uh, not in a barbecue at a barbecued event at your house <laughs> at a yes. park. Sometimes, um, I've done it at like a house in the middle of the like, um, street <laughs> like outside. Cause there was just way more room out there. Uh, it was like a quiet street, like a cul-de-sac, but it worked. I did it in some, I've done it a lot of times in people's backyards. Actually, yeah. I helped you do one actually, cause you weren't able to make it for some reason. So I ended up going, I, I'm I'm thinking of uh, mm-hmm. the one we did in North Van. That one yeah, was well, there's yeah. that one there too. But they that were getting rid of Dockside. That was in their garden. Yes, it was super nice. It was beautiful. beautiful yeah, and they got it catered, so they didn't even have yeah. to do the work. The caterers did it all. Yeah, so that was smart. It was such a smart thing to do, so they just didn't have to worry about anything. But yeah, I remember thinking like, okay, so watch the uh, watch the bricks there, and uh, watch the <laughs> these tomorrow. I promise. Yeah, exactly. So the, you know, that's something to think about too. Is a, you know, geographically speaking, right? Um, say all of you live in Vancouver and you're having this rustic wedding in Abbotsford, beautiful, lovely. Everybody can commit to that on a Saturday. Okay, if you're asking your friends and family to be in Abbotsford by 5 p.m during rush mm-hmm. hour, you're going to get some angry people. Right? Well, you're just going to have people that are late. late and like, yeah. so to be mad at them, to be like, well, you're like an hour late. We're like, well, yes, because I had to cross multiple municipalities to get my ass here for yes. a half an hour. And then now I've got to go back into Vancouver so we can go for dinner because we all live downtown. Yeah. So you right. want to think geographically, like maybe we will just use our imagination and do it at a park here. It's less driving for us to do because, sat- you know, Saturdays are different. You got the whole day dedicated to this thing, right? But usually you're working in the weekday, which is when rehearsals take place because rehearsals never take place on a weekend because that's when the wedding is. So, yes. Yeah. So many things. Just logistics. So logistically speaking, sometimes you have to do that. Okay. Yeah. Moving on to our next highlighted topic is who do you invite to the rehearsal? I get this question all the time. You just so don't who- want to leave anybody out. I think that's the guilt that comes with being a bride and groom. It's like, well, I don't want them to feel, you know, not included. Yes. Okay, well, they're going to be included at the wedding. So leave them at home. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, honestly, whenever we're talking to people, whenever I talk to people about their rehearsal, I'm like, listen, okay, your ceremony is going to be anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't want your rehearsal to be any longer. I don't want your fake ceremony to be any longer than your real ceremony. Yeah. So we're going to try and keep it as streamlined as possible. Mm-hmm. And if I've learned anything, less chefs in the kitchen are going to make it so much more efficient. <laughs> so if you're telling me you're going to invite the entire village of people so that they can come and watch you fake get married to watch mm-hmm. you get real married tomorrow, mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense. So I always say the people that are physically walking down the aisle need to be there. Mm-hmm. So that may include parents, maybe grandparents, if you'd like them to walk down as well. Mm-hmm. Your ring bearer, flower girl, of course your physical bridal party, bridesmaids, groomsmen, you guys, of course. Yeah. <laughs> other people getting married. And 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 if the person marrying you can be there, mm-hmm. that's great. But that's also why you have a wedding planner is that mm-hmm. sometimes you cannot have the efficient there. So we can help kind of run it, you through what to expect on the day. But generally, whoever's walking down the aisle needs to be there. Everyone yes. else, get the F out. <laughs> yes. And we highly encourage you not to allow partners to come. It, you know, it's exciting and you want the wedding party's partners there, but it's just so many people to manage and you're already kind of stressed. This is kind of a stressful time in a weird way. This is kind of when everything's coming together and you're like, oh my God, did I remember everything? And now you have to kind of stop all that thinking and 
go ahead with this rehearsal to realize what it's all about. And mm-hmm. you don't really want to be nice to maybe the date that's there that you've never met or met maybe a few times. Oh, you know, like small talk, right? Like, I don't, I don't have fucking time for this. I need people that I know right. here, right? Well, it goes back to the original thing that we had talked about before about um, too many questions. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay to ask questions. But when you have everyone being like, oh, well, you should do this. Or what about this? Or what's going on here? What's happening here? What do I do with the babies? Uh, no, no, no. Just, <laughs> just get out. We're like, okay. Yeah. Ask so, someone down the street away from me. <laughs> oh, my word. So, so truthfully, like, keeping it as as small as possible, because the less people that you have there means the more focused you, that you'll be, which mm-hmm. means that you'll have a faster rehearsal, which means you can get it out of there faster. And then you can ha- enjoy the rest of your evening. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then there are some people that you could you could invite and you don't have to. Uh, one is the photographer, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes the photographer wants to see where you're getting married. Maybe they've never worked there before. Maybe they want to meet your wedding party or meet us and kind of get that, you know, commodity before the wedding day. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, there is a cost involved. So you can certainly extend it to the photographer, but everybody's time costs money. So it's like, oh, I have to charge you another hour. I'll see you on the wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> However, I would definitely encourage your photographer to do a site visit at the rehearsal space or the ceremony space before the wedding, because as we learn, as we know, um, and for those of you that have never done this before, if you're doing it at a specific um, place of worship, maybe it's Mm -hmm. a temple, maybe it's a synagogue, maybe it's a church, there may be some off-limits areas that they need to know about or be aware of too. So certainly you can inquire with you know, whoever's officiating, whoever's house it is, like mm-hmm. make sure we're, I'm allowed to be up here taking these photos because of course the photographer has a job to do, but mm-hmm. it's also about kind of being respectful of the space too. If you do it in the middle of a forest, literally nobody gives a rip where the photographer <laughs> is. If you're yes. in a church and like, if you're a so Catholic church, for example, um, there's areas there where it's right near the sacristy at the end where you've got, you know, the Eucharist, or it's, it's, it's pretty, it's sacred area. So you don't want to have like some random flashbulb and photographers like traipsing all behind the altar and the priest will not be very happy correct yes <laughs> or if um <laughs> you know like barnyard backyard or barnyard weddings people yeah, love yeah. them you know it's very pinterest forward you know <laughs> um however photographers have told us over the years that lighting is pretty tough in those barns so it's nice yeah. to get them there beforehand to see what kind of lighting structure they're going to yeah. be working with so that they can probably prepare they can maybe yeah. open some doors and like fart around with the light to be like natural lights mm-hmm. coming here or we can turn on these lights things like that so mm-hmm. uh there is the opportunity to invite the photographer but they don't always come and okay. the other one that i've been finding is live musicians because they only have a limited time to bring in large instruments like you know like a cello perhaps um a harp just so they yeah. can see the space and maybe even the mics that they're working with it's sometimes mm-hmm. important for them and you can extend it of course there might be a cost involved as well but it's their comfortable level. Be like, you are more than welcome to come and talk to the wedding planners and maybe talk to whoever is running the venue to ask any questions. It's kind of rare, but I've seen it happen once or twice. And it's something mm-hmm. to consider as well. Um, and, you know, they'll be mostly focused on the musician stuff, not what's going on at the ceremony. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And actually having said that too, um, depending on who your efficient ends up being. So if you decide that you're going to have a civil ceremony somewhere and you end up hiring, uh, maybe say a commissioner, you know, and you can, you can hire these, these folks on the, you know, government website, for example, um, sometimes like they're, they're scheduled and they're paid for your ceremony. Mm-hmm. But if you are like adamant, I really need to have my efficient there at the rehearsal. They also may end up charging you 
If you decide you want to go with a wedding efficient, they typically will have a larger package. They'll have a higher price point and they have a larger package, but they offer the idea of being able to come to the rehearsal. I know a lot of efficients are like, yeah, no, we definitely want to be there because they're also learning stuff too. They're learning how to maybe announce you properly. They're learning how to make sure, you know, learning about your names, right? You saying your names, right? Yeah. Saying names, right. And, uh, and just like learning the different dynamics with the family too, uh-huh. so that they can understand, like, they're not going to ask for the dad. Well, dad passed away. Like, thanks for reminding us that he won't be, you know what I mean? Like, yep. you know, so things like that. So I know efficients from the ones that we've definitely worked with are very like, yes, we definitely want to be there. We for sure want to be there. So something also just to consider too, uh-huh. if there may be an additional cost, but I mean, that's again, partly why you have us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, typically what we've done is, uh, we've actually ask the officiants for like the outline because mm-hmm. we can, despite like rehearsals about standing where you go, how you do this, how you do that. We can give you the high level version. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to say some opening words. You're going to look into each other's eyes. You're going to say some vows, exchange rings, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> you know, that's the high level we give you, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think the wedding that I went to was 12 minutes. She was boring. She was the bridal, the bridal party were late coming from another ceremony, and uh, they were burning through this. I've never, I've never seen an efficient uh, do a ceremony this fast, and uh, I probably never will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are listening, or just like, let's go, let's go, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's really how, how long a, a ceremony is. All the other words are fluff. <laughs> yeah, all fluff. Doesn't matter. Can't hear anything. Uh, so our next piece is how to prepare for your rehearsal. So there's lots of things you can do leading up to the day. And oftentimes it's the things that our couples forget (laughs) because you're very worried about the catering bill, the bar bill. Do we select the right types of wine? Do we have the right table linens? But you often don't think about the rehearsal or the ceremony part because it is such a small part of the day, but man, is it an important one. (laughs) You know, if you have a ceremony on your wedding day, it's just a really expensive dinner. Exactly. (laughs) So first of all, you want to consider uh, who your wedding party is and how you're walking down the aisle. And of course, we always suggest that you don't have to have this fully prepared when you get there because I think in the moment you'll know, I do want my mom to walk down with my brother Mm -hmm. or I do want my grandma or maybe my grandma's not feeling great and I want her to sit there. Those are Mm -hmm. all formidable (laughs) at the rehearsal, but it is good to have a conversation about how you guys want to walk down the aisle before we get there, right? Because then we have a bit of a game plan. We've got a bit of a idea of what's happening. So the biggest question we always ask our clients is, do you want to like the men to walk down and then the ladies, or do you want the men standing there or, or like a combination of stuff? Or do you want them walking down together? So once we figure out that piece and we kind of build around, around it. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So that's kind of like the main one. <laughs> and um, you can also consider your grandparents and your parents. So the wedding, how do I explain? So the wedding rehearsal and ceremony is a way to honor maybe important people in your life, right? Obviously the wedding party makes sense. Your parents escorting you, dad, mom, whatever makes sense. But sometimes we forget about the little things. Uh, For example, uh, our groom this weekend, it's just him and his mom and siblings. So he's going to escort his mom to her seat. Now, is that traditional? No. But is it a lovely gesture to escort your mother, the one you love and that cared for you, mm-hmm. to her seat and honor her? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It was so adorable. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was so cute because I was at the end of the aisle and he was speaking to her. And I was like, oh. 
just so cute. And it gives them a moment together because, you know, she gets happy and he's happy and you're not going to get moments like that during the day. So why not take the opportunity now to do that? Right. Um, I had a wedding where (laughs) it was in August. So uh, her brother escorted his mom (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then ran back and then got in the wedding party and then walked out. (laughs) (laughs) It's because they just got along so well. And the blend was kind of a nice representation of walking down the aisle together because he escorted her to her seat. Right. So maybe you want, like I could see perhaps um, like your two cousins escorting nanny down the aisle. I think that'd be super cute. Right. Right. I'm already trying to figure that out, but yes. Um, but yeah, it is, but yeah, a little bit. but yeah, I mean, you're, it's true. You definitely want to be, you definitely want to be kind of honoring your family as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And I mean, grandparents, if they are mobile, like I've done, I actually, um, did a wedding a few years ago and the flower girls were actually her grandmothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I was I like, yeah. it was grandma Barbie and grandma Rita. So cute. And, uh, yeah. And those ladies were champs. They actually braved crossing the suspension bridge at the Sea to Sky Carnival too. And uh, they were all dressed up and they had their flower little dresses. And my, yeah. it was my friend who was getting married. And she was just like, please, it's not my day. It's their day. Oh, <laughs> so cute. Lost, lost. I do they remember this. Yeah. And they had their little bucket of flowers and they were tossing out their flowers. It was really, really sweet. So it's also um, a great way to honor maybe some step parents because not, not all four or eight of your parents can walk you down the freaking aisle. Right. It's not, it's not possible. So for yeah. me, like I've I've a broken family. I'm not broken. Blended, I'm a, blended, blended, blended family. Blended, so my <laughs> yeah. so my yeah. brother walked my stepmom down the aisle because it's her son. So it's my half brother, you know. Ooh, and, right. okay. Yeah. So it's like he walked his mom down the aisle. My yeah. brother walked my mom down the aisle. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, my sister walked my niece down the aisle just because she was like three years old at the time. She's ten now. Uh, you know. And then my dad walked me down the aisle, kind of thing. So right. it was that's a nice way to honor. Uh, your parents too. So yeah, everybody gets a, a little time in the spotlight. I am being escorted to my seat. I am an important person. Of course you are. Like I want you to be, part, but you're not going to be standing beside me at my wedding party. I want you to get there somehow. Right? Yes, absolutely. So it's actually reminds me of a, a wedding that we were scheduled to do, but they decided that they weren't going to move forward with mm-hmm. part two of their risk of their ceremonies. Though they just had a very, very small elopement. And she again came from a blended family and she, it was very close with her step parents, and so like respective step parents. So the way she decided that she wanted to do it was we had it was a really long runway. So the the uh, bride's mom and stepdad walked her halfway down the aisle. Yeah, and because it was out in a field, it was very natural for her to walk up to her dad and stepmom, mm-hmm. who took her took over and walked her down the remaining portion of the aisle. So she was able to walk down with mom and with dad. But mom and dad aren't together anymore. So it's that it's it's just kind of acknowledging and understanding that that family dynamic that mm-hmm. um, even though they're friendly with each other, they're no longer together. And so, but also loving and and honoring your step parents too, because I think she's known them since she was really really little. Yeah, yeah that So they're like extra mom and extra dad, and yeah. and so you you want to kind of include them in a way that that makes sense, but seems um, intentional as well. Um, and so I think that kind of brings us to like the next one is is there anyone. Um, that you wanted to kind of honor that maybe couldn't be in Mm -hmm. the wedding party or maybe that couldn't be there. Mm -hmm. So I know we have, (laughs) we always ask for the elephant in the room and sometimes it might be a family member that's no longer 
present anymore. And yeah. so, you know, there's some things where people might walk down with like a pillow with their uh-huh. name or something just to kind of honor them. Like they would be walking down the aisle, but they can't be. Uh-huh. So there's a few different ways that you can, um, that you can kind of include important family or friends or, you know, honor those, those people. Um, and you can certainly, you know, ask your wedding planner for any sort of ideas or things like that. So yeah, you can also, uh, there's a couple ways that I've seen it. So one is uh, in the church, that's kind of an easier one is that give them a reading. That's an honorary Mm -hmm. moment. That's like, that's a very important piece of your ceremony in a church to read something from the Bible that represents your wedding day. And like, what an honor to be asked. And that person feels important and special. Maybe they couldn't be in your wedding party, but they can certainly provide this for you and kind of be part of that moment. Uh, Another one I've seen is that signing the, the marriage papers, that can be done by someone untraditional. I've seen it before where the dad walked the bride down the aisle and her stepdad signed the marriage papers because she was in oh, part wow. of their life. Yeah. He was very part of like her life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. For those of you listening, honestly, it doesn't really matter who signs the paper. Mm-hmm. I know inherently you're always like, it's a maid of honor and the best man. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it can be someone who's really, really important to you that maybe is like your cousin or your sibling that's not in the wedding party, or maybe it's your, your parent or somebody else like that. So just let them know. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing worse than being like, and now I'm calling up the so-and-so. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't practice my penmanship. <laughs> yeah. And then if you're having a civil ceremony, and you're not having, you know, the word from God, uh, you can certainly get someone to cite a poem or or a verse or maybe lyrics of a song or something or have someone, you know, sing something quickly uh, yeah. because there are, I've seen that happen quite a few times oh, where yeah. it's a nice way to honor um, everybody, but have them included in some way. Right. So, or um, another one would be like having them usher people to their seats. Mm-hmm. That's so, uh, so typically we like to get the groom and the groomsmen to be able to do this mostly because it keeps them busy and out of trouble before the ceremony. <laughs> yeah. um, sometimes, sometimes you may have like, maybe you'll have like a cousin that's like Mm -hmm. 15 and they don't really have a place and they're like too young to be in the, like a flower girl ring there, but they're too, and they're not old enough to necessarily be in your, you know, bridesmaid or groomsman. And you're like, Oh man, I feel bad for this kid. What do I do with them? And you, and you're not really doing a reading necessarily. So like, what the hell? So welcoming them, like giving them the task of welcoming people just makes them like, Oh wow. Like you are the first person everyone's going to see. How cool is that? You're going to get to meet everybody. Mm -hmm. And usually they know everybody, which is nice. Right. Yeah. And they're comfortable. They know at least half of them. (laughs) I'm going to know this side. Yes. Uh, now another thing that you have to think about is, and we've kind of mentioned it a few times, but who is physically standing beside you and who is being escorted to their seat? Obviously mom and dad are not going to be standing with you at the aisle. Although one of our weddings we did because the mom was the maid of honor. (laughs) So in that piece, right, whatever, but it's, you know, they are being, yeah. So you need to make sure that those pieces of sorry, not those pieces, those seats need to be empty, right? Yeah. Because mom and dad are going to be at the back, right? So what if, you know, Joe Schmo is in the parent seat? Get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you need, in the rehearsal, you'll learn, okay, I'm escorting dad to his seat. So that way, myself and Kelly, if we see someone in dad's seat, we'll be like, it's time to go, sir. Yeah. It's time to yeah. go. <laughs> Um, another thing to consider is my personal favorites, the flower girls and the ring bears, <laughs> how they're going to go down the aisle. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but children and dogs are wild cards. And so it's <laughs> cute to have them walking down the aisle. Wild card. If they're literally silently crying in the corner because they're so nervous, maybe you shouldn't send them down the aisle. And that mm-hmm. literally happened to me on one of my first 
maybe my first couple weddings, the flower girl was absolutely horrified and her mom is holding her and she had her mouth open, but it was a silent scream. And I was like, have you, have you, has, has she breathed yet at yeah. all? And they're like, no, she's, she's absolutely terrified. I'm like, why are you sending her down the aisle? Could you imagine those photos? Yeah. But I had a flower girl. She looks like she's going to die. going to lose her mind. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Mind. Or it's yeah. more the logistics of the kids, right? Some kids are just like really into it. They just, oh, are so ready you know for this role. And they're so freaking cute. And like, I'm yeah. going to do this. I got the rings. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I was with a little boy a couple of weddings ago and he was made Game. to be a ring bearer. Just this was, he was born to do this. <laughs> And he was just chatting up the whole time to me. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> like, Thank you. But they're talking right now, so we're going to be quiet. Okay, but I got the rings. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give it. So you need to sort it out with the parents, with the bride and groom, and with the kid. What is going to happen with them once they get down that aisle? Are they going to yeah. run to their parent that you know, might be waiting at the aisle. Are they going to walk down with their parent? Are they going to mm-hmm. stand up there with you once the ceremony starts? 99% of the time, the kids don't stand up there because they, it's they, boring. They, they, oh, they you don't. Know. Yeah, no, and it's distracting. Don't. Yeah, my niece did, but I would argue that her, her three uncles were in the wedding party. So she knew them. So she was standing with them and she right. she was, she's an actor she's now. Like she was born for those. <laughs> 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 like she was, yep, yeah, I'm going to stand here. I'm going to make everybody look at me. And just, yep. <laughs> so, and I was fine with it, right? Yeah. I'm here looking at you. I think my, my favorite flower girl story was the one we did, um, the rehearsal we did last oh my September. Yes. <laughs> she was oh. the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Oh she was God. so damn cute. And she was even cuter on the day. Holy cow. Anyway, so she's um, maybe two. So she was really little. So she couldn't really talk yeah. very much. And she was walking. She was doing okay. Anyways, so her... So her Nana was waiting at the end of the aisle. Her Lola. Lola. It was Lola. That's what it was. Lola. Lola was waiting at the end of the aisle. And so we said, okay, we're going to go. Okay. We're go-. And she was walking with, with two other, with another little kid. Yeah. And uh, arm in arm. And she's like, nope, I don't know who you are. Don't touch me. Yes. She already, you know, when you see kids that already have a bit of a, a, yeah, a little like a spice, a little spice, a little sass. Yeah. yeah. So we're, trying to, we're trying to show her like, oh, look. Lola's at the end of the aisle. Yeah. Go see Lola. And she's like, okay. And so she marches right up there mm-hmm. and there she goes. So then we're like, okay, we're going to practice one more time just to make sure that everybody's comfortable walking down the aisle. We'll practice this one more time. So Lola didn't make it to the end of the aisle in Not time. Fast enough, and she didn't make it fast enough. Anyways, so the little girl halfway through can't find Lola and she's like, mm-mm. Mm-mm, I'm out. I'm out. And she, she looked like there. she was 20. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. And she yeah. turned around and walked away. And I was like, oh. It was so funny. Like, just the way she did it. Like, handsome. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Like, it was like she was. It's funny that you can't really hide that part of you that young. Ooh, oh, my gosh. So <laughs> She's like, damn. my Lola is not here. I will not be performing. See you all the fuck later. Yep. <laughs> it's in my rider. I need her at the end of the aisle. Oh, it was I so we, funny. Another, well, actually, that's funny too. And another thing we usually end up, we'll do, uh, we'll end up doing um, a little, little trade secret is we'll bribe kids with candy because oh, kids love candy. the hell not. Mm-hmm. So you see them walking down the aisle and, oh, aren't they so cute? But at the end of the aisle, someone's got their hand out. They're like, look, I'm it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. you get them down the aisle, you know? Yeah. And then we yeah. also like to tell the kids, you know, like, Give your – because it's the groom that's usually traditionally standing there. So we're yeah. like, give them a fist bump. Give them a high five or a hug. And people just 
eat it up. Oh my my God. Oh, that's so cute. Like you just go for it. Like you're a kid. You can do whatever the hell you want. And it's still going to be cute, right? Do no wrong in this moment. Yes. So they like a a nux or a hug or, you know, and then if they have something physical in their hand, they got to hand it off to somebody like a ring, you know, if the kid's Mm -hmm. old enough. So we have to say like, give the ring to maybe dad, maybe dad's one of the groomsmen. That's an easy one. Or give the kid or give the rings to uncle, whoever. I got it. I got it. I got a job. I have a purpose, right? You know, and then instruct them to, you know, sit down with their parents, their grandparents, maybe somebody they know. Don't put them by themselves. Get them to find somebody that they know. (laughs) Yeah. I remember remember coordinating this actually with, uh, with a couple and I, uh, and they're like, oh yeah. So the little guy, the little ring bearer is going to carry the rings. And I was like, he's like three. So I wouldn't advise that. She's like, (laughs) He totally thinks he's carrying the rings down. I was like, what, does he know what an empty box is? Yes. Yeah. Right. He's carrying an empty box down the aisle. And he thought he was like carrying a gold as yes. he's walking down yeah. the aisle. And I was like, they are safely in the best man's pocket. <laughs> uh, totally. It's, you know, it's just giving them a job. Um, yeah. Another kind of one that we can just highlight quickly is that in a Filipino wedding, there are other elements that are involved. So mm-hmm. there are uh people in their lives called sponsors it's usually three to six elder couples that are part of your life usually aunties and uncles that walk down the aisle before you we've done some very very large wedding parties this way but that's just the way that their family does it uh Mm -hmm. and then in addition there are sponsors that hold certain things like the rope the candle and the The coin purse it's just a little bit more layers that you have to kind of think about if you're going with this type of wedding 90,000% times out of one, <laughs> your aunts and uncles will know what to do, right? They've, they've went to so many weddings, right? So you just ask them, don't Google, just ask them. Just be like, what, what do we do with, you know, all the, the million other weddings that we've been to? Oh, you do this, that, and the other. Okay, let's just go with that, right? So don't overthink that part. They know, they have the answer to that. <laughs> yeah. That's also part of why you have the rehearsal too, is because we did a wedding a few years ago where she's Filipino and he is white and mm-hmm. his sister and her husband were going to be doing one of the elements or one, I think I can't remember if it was a rope. It was a rope. I can't remember. And they're like, we have no idea what we're doing right now. So, um, but during the rehearsal, we were able to actually map that out for them be like, okay, so as soon as a priest says this, that means it's your time to get up with the veil and put it over top of the couple. Mm -hmm. And then, and then her cousins came over and they're like, we got this. Got the rope. <laughs> got the rope. <laughs> we got the rope. We got it. <laughs> yeah, you can you can figure it out usually. That's a little mm-hmm. bit more like uh, specifically cultural, but yes. <laughs> uh, another big important one is who has the rings? <laughs> Weird. Weird. <laughs> so we always advise our couples to assign someone on the day to physically bring the rings to mm-hmm. wherever we're going. Not you. Not you. Not the ones that are getting married. You need to assign it to someone <laughs> because that's their job in their life. And if they mess up, well, it's on them. <laughs> that's Damn, a lot of yeah. yeah. It usually, how many? Nine times out of 10, it's usually the best man. It is. Or it's like one of the bridesmaids, you know, maybe if there's six bridesmaids or something, one of them is kind of like the most responsible like one. Physically bring the rings. And this is more like on the day, but it's mm-hmm. more like just, just again, allocating. Okay. So on the day, while we're at the rehearsal, we're going to say tomorrow when their ceremony happens, you, the ladies might physically bring the ring to the ceremony, but I'm going to mm-hmm. give it to the, maybe the groomsmen because the yes. best man's going to do the, the, uh, the signing of the registry. Maybe they want to share the roles or something like that. So, something like that. Yeah. So but someone that has way, to have the rings standing exactly. at 
the altar. Exactly. So, then, <laughs> so then that way, well, so then that way during the re- physical rehearsal, when the, when the person officiating is like, okay, and now we have the rings, who do I turn to? Mm-hmm, totally. <laughs> am I going to the left to the ladies? Am I going to the right to the guys? Like, what are we doing here? What's going Where on? Where are we going? <laughs> like, like, a parent, who's hap- what's happening here? Definitely not a kid. Holy crap. <laughs> no, no. Try to avoid kids unless they're in a little older, like six or seven, right? Um, this is a big one, guys, and you cannot... This is like if you if you didn't listen to this podcast at all, like this is the like tippy top priority to do when you're going to rehearsal is you need to bring your marriage license. Did you know that you needed a marriage license to get married here in BC? Uh-huh. <laughs> Most people don't know that, right? It's hundred dollars. You can get it at London Drugs, and only one you has to get it as long as you have both IDs. Mm-hmm. You can get it at any London Drugs insurance place. Um, it is super important to have that. We've actually had a wedding in our past where the marriage license did not make it to the church, and it was delayed by forty five minutes. <laughs> Right. They actually clapped when she walked down the aisle. And I yes. Because they were 45 minutes late. <laughs> yeah. I just, and you know what? Like, I remember we were sending somebody to go get the marriage license from the house or the, oh, the yeah. apartment. And there was about six people that, can you grab my sweater? Can you grab? No. Oh, this is not God. about you. This is about the legal binding document that the priest or the father, whatever, will not <laughs> allow to happen. <laughs> right. You forgot your shawl. Now you can sit there cold. Now you'll remember for next time. Jesus oh will God. smite you for being yes. provocative. Oh my gosh. Yes. Get a towel. Like just make a big one. Yeah. So the marriage license, if you bring it to the rehearsal, then the person that's officiating can fill out all those important pieces before the wedding. And then they have it. They're the ones that were responsible for holding this document. Like that's what you hired them for. Give them the responsibility. Don't be like, do I have the marriage license today? Because chances are half 50% of the time you forget it. Yeah. You will not brought it with you. Mm-hmm. But the <laughs> it rehearsal, also, it's like, here you go. And it's out of gone. my life. <laughs> it's, gone. it's gone. The other thing too, also, it just makes it more efficient on the day of your ceremony. Yes, because it's not like, okay, wait a minute. And now we're signing this. Now we're signing. Okay, hang on a second. Okay, this. And then this. It's like, oh man, it's already it's half much. done. It's too much. It's like, yeah. it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make it make it official. But yeah, it, it's super important. So like, if you got to highlight anything, like that's the specific that you need to highlight. You need to bring your marriage license to your freaking ser- your rehearsal. If the efficient doesn't get it that day, try to get it to them sometime else. Maybe go to the church the morning before the wedding and or like maybe the Friday if you're getting married on the Saturday and be like, here's my papers, be gone with it. I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want this anymore. Or drop it off at their house or find a way to connect with them. If you're paying them, give them the marriage license at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree. Um, so let's, there's one more thing that we can kind of highlight about your rehearsal and it's more to do with I'd say a bit more family drama. (laughs) It's how do you want everybody sitting at your ceremony? You know, in traditional speak, the bride side's on this side and the groom side is on this side. And that's that. But we don't have families like that anymore. We don't have dynamics like that anymore. Things have changed over the course of time. So I typically like to advise our clients the best way possible. I've done things where it's like, okay, we're going to have seating charts and stuff for mm-hmm. people sitting at like, you know, specific seating. Nobody listens. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody's watching you know, it. It's so stressful and mm-hmm. like, like you're just so full of anxiety trying to, you know, make, make sure everybody that everybody happy. Make sure that everybody's happy and put them in places where they still feel like they've got a seat of honor, but also like it's not about them, but also like, either your parent or Mm -hmm. a very significant other. So it's just like, oh my gosh, it's just, it it can get really, really stressful. So Mm -hmm. the rehearsal is a really, really great 
opportunity for you to like iron out all of those details so that on the day you are not stressed out because the last thing you need on your day is for you to be like, you know, frowning Betty because you're yeah. so upset because so-and-so sat in your mom's spot and yeah. you're just like, I don't even know why I had to invite that person anyways. And Oh, why are they even here? And, <laughs> yes. you know, or like, or like a grandparent is sitting like way the far back and you're like, why are you back there? You're supposed to be at the front, but they uh-huh. didn't know. And so ironing all these, these really kind of important details uh-huh. out now means that you won't have to stress about that on the actual day. Yeah. So the best way to approach it is that on the rehearsal day, typically the parents or grandparents, whoever that is kind of the lead uh, matriarch of your, of your specific family is there, right? Because they're part of, they're part of escorting you down the aisle in some fashion. So assign the responsibility to them. Be like, you know what, when you get here on the wedding day, you tell our people where's it <laughs> because yeah. it's then the ownership's on them. Then they feel a little important. They get a little bit of responsibility. They say, okay, you know, your auntie's going to go here and you can be like, I don't care. I don't need to hear it. You get these two rows, you can fill them out however you want. I don't care. <laughs> it's true though, right? I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, okay, then your cousins, yeah, sure, whatever. You can put 18 dancers there. I don't care. <laughs> like, <you> just... <laughs> and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> yes. Like, the whole song can go in that aisle if you choose it and you choose how you want to do it. And then sometimes maybe they'll say, we might need three rows. That's fine. You can have three rows. That's totally yeah. cool. Yeah, it's yours for choosing and the taking. Same with his or her side, you know, like it's up to those matriarchs of your family that have, you know, the VIP seats that mm-hmm. they get to choose who gets to sit there. And it often works totally fine like that way because they listen to the parents of the bride and groom because, you know, people don't want to ruffle feathers, right? They're not going to do it to parents. Right. Imagine someone telling Mary Dobkin, where does it? I do not think so. Hell no. <laughs> I would pay. I would pay to see I that. I would pay to see that. <laughs> My mom's actually very, very polite. Like, Oh yeah, she, she's very just like very civilized and very polite. But if you cross her in any way, I'm just I'm, I'm I feel bad. Here is our advice for you overall. Like we gave you a lot of details. This podcast is probably one of our longer ones, but we do a lot of rehearsals, and I even skipped over a few points because I was like, oh well, shit, there's a lot just about this. Going. Thing. Just kept yeah. on going. So here's kind of our advice that you really have to kind of think about and and take. In the first one is do not overthink it. Okay, mm-hmm. do not overthink it. And I have a great story of how I learned that lesson. <laughs> <laughs> and how I passed this on. So I did a wedding, uh, you know, long, long ago before we say events was a thing. <laughs> and I saw a rehearsal and the efficient goes, okay, this is what we're going to do. You're going to put the flowers on the signing table and then the bride is going to sign the paper and then she's going to walk, you know, away back to her, the part of her ceremony where she needs to stand to seal the deal with a kiss. And the groom is going to say, aha, uh-huh, and grab the flowers and give them to the bride. Now, isn't that a beautiful moment, right? You know, the whole audience wouldn't know that it was set up at her stage, right? That, oh, oh, he gave her the flowers. How, oh, just the husband that everybody wants, right? (laughs) And, you know, for that couple, it did work. I was like, oh, I kind of want to try this, right? So, you know, a couple months later, I did the rehearsal. I instructed it and they had it all down. It looked looked amazing. I was like, yeah, it's going to happen, right? Well, the groom was a freaking emotional mess just broke down at the ceremony he was like his buddies were like you want a shot he's like i'm gonna throw up like he just worked himself up so much so to ask Mm -hmm. him to pull this stunt in front of his family members it was not gonna happen right so the bride did her role and she left the flowers and she walked away but the groom was like had tears of happiness of just being 
with his love and he just followed her like a lost puppy and the groomsman behind him was like yo bro the flowers <laughs> didn't hear him at all so the groomsman grabbed the flowers and like handed it to the bride of course that was a sweet moment but it wasn't the moment we were going for nor did it make really sense why would the groomsman give you know the flowers yeah. right so yeah. in that moment i learned okay less cues the better <laughs> yeah yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, at the end of the day we don't think of like don't overthink it Mm-hmm. Just go simple. As, like, you know, we always tell people, however you plan on holding them in this moment might be different tomorrow because mm-hmm. you may be just so overcome with emotion. Because that's well, the one thing we always say: you can never plan for emotion. You can never, you, you can yeah. never really plan for that sort of thing. So, whatever happens, happens. So, the the more streamlined, the better. Mm-hmm. Just less less instructions, more streamlined. Mm-hmm. You're gonna show up here. You're gonna follow instructions, and then you're gonna leave. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it, right? Easy, um, easy, easy. And another one, and we we like to remind them. I picked this up from an efficient a while ago, and I always try to actually. I notice you say this all the time. Yeah, I picked it up from an efficient, and I liked how they said it because to me, when I see this happening in front of me, I well, let me explain. So I tell uh, couples to always remain connected because okay, you're getting married, like we know, y'all touch each other. Yeah. <laughs> so- Yes, like most of your people are living together, so just get there. But I find it just so awkward that, you know, maybe something's going on. Maybe they're watching a reading or maybe they're um, watching their maid of honor and best man signing the papers and they're just standing there side by side, like stay connected, hold hands, like touch, keep your arms connected, look into each other's eyes. Like this is about you. Those are the best photos. Honestly, they're the best photos. They are. I really realize it too is that. There's this weird, like, because as soon basically as soon as you usually walk down to the end of the aisle, you will put your hand out and give your bouquet to your girls mm-hmm. and they will mm-hmm. take it. And then you are like the guys. What do I do with my hands? Floating hands. We're floating. floating. So the first thing is, you know, you can't, you can't kiss him yet, but you can definitely hold his hand. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to hold each other to support each other physically because you're like, I might pass out. <laughs> yeah. I need, I need to feel that you're like, you feel that you're with me. It's such mm-hmm. a, it's a genuine kind of moment. And I always, I always think that's such a cool thing. And it's, it's good to remind people that too, because I think uh-huh. people are nervous because I gotta say, it was kind of like when Rial and I, when we did our, our little elopement, um, I was also really, really cold. So I was uh-huh. definitely uh-huh. at him for one. Hold me. <laughs> um, but then when we were doing our kiss and his mom was like, oh my God, that's like a baby making kiss. And I was like, we're holding it for the photographer. Yes, yes. I am. With him. It's fine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was kind of weird. When you're like, I'm about to kiss my person in front of like my dad, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, or like in front of my grandparents or something. Like we all know how babies are made, but you're still kind of like, I've never really kissed him in a romantic fashion in front of my family. So being able just to stay physically connected like that is just, mm-hmm. it just, it's a nice um, PG way to show your love. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, it just looks so weird. Like you guys are like saying each other's vows and you're not even holding hands. Like, yeah. like grab oh, her hand. <laughs> then you're going to have to hold each other's hands when it comes to the rings anyways, which is in like three paragraphs. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's only 20, 25 minutes of your life. So stay connected. <laughs> That's yeah. what I always remind them. Right? <laughs> um, and, you know, we kind of talked about this earlier and it is kind of the funniest one is don't let anybody dictate your rehearsal, but the professionals, mm. right? Let the efficient do it. Let us do it. You guys do it. But tell everybody to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, when I got married here, that's nice. No I don't care. <laughs> no I'll say it with a smile on my face, but inside I'm like, shut up. <laughs> oh man, I did one wedding where I or rehearsal where um it was I don't want to say it was like a clash of personalities, but it was a little bit like um as a planner, I had to kind of put my foot down a little bit and be a little bit like <clears throat> Nene, I'm in right. charge. Yeah. It's you time. also have to be very like respectful and delicate about it too, because if 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 it is a parent, for example, that's mm-hmm. like, you should do this and I don't understand why you're not doing this and why mm-hmm. aren't you doing this? And it's like, Mom or Dad, we're not doing that. We're we're gonna do something else instead. Like we're gonna do this instead. Or you know, because the thing is the challenge is is that you're the you I'm gonna I'm gonna out moms right now because they're <laughs> usually the closest um mostly because so so they have this idea in their head of how the overall ceremony is going to be right and but they're envisioning when they got married which is fine because it worked for them when they got married well now it's 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 your ceremony it's your moment and things are a little bit different now things have definitely evolved in how ceremonies happen things change a little bit Sometimes you're not necessarily doing the super traditional stuff because it doesn't necessarily fit for you and your person. And so maybe you're omitting some things or maybe you're including some things. Like my mom and dad, when they got married, nobody was mixing sand into a friggin' bowl. And then you're like, what the you know what I mean? Like, what are right. Oh my God. really do the sand, like the, the, the sand yeah. ceremony thing. And now there was this absolute craze. Like everyone was doing it in like the nineties and the two thousands where it was a blending of the sand. And it was like from two parts of the, of where, you know, one was from their engagement. One was from the <laughs> ceremony. Like it was, it meant something to them and it was a thing, but to explain that to like your grandparent, like, what are we doing with the dirt in the bowl? Like what's yeah. happening here? What's happening? You know, like yeah. you don't necessarily understand. And they're going to want to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Not at the rehearsal. Not at the rehearsal. That is not the time. No. changing things shush, you have shush. something that's important yeah, shush, shush. yeah if you have something that's important to you and you want to be able to do it at this at the rehearsal or at your ceremony let's practice it and make sure that we can we can include it yes and then the yeah. last kind of piece of advice that we're going to give you is you got to pipe up if you don't like something so mm-hmm. kind of the biggest one is uh like the pronouncement of you two as husband and wife mm-hmm. now perhaps you don't like this perhaps they say mr and mrs Taylor. Okay. For example, well, I'm not taking his last name. I don't want to be pronounced at that. You have a right here to speak up and say, no, we're, mm-hmm. he's pronounced this as our first name or, you know, in a same sex kind of, uh, in a relationship, I want to be pronounced as just our first names as wife and wife. Some of them don't like that as partners, as companions, whatever that may be, you need to kind of say it then and there and you need to get them to write mm-hmm. it down. And then we will remind them gently on the next day <laughs> at the wedding. Right. Yes. So you want to make sure that you feel or that they say your name right or wrong, right? Because they need to know, like from a legal standpoint, they need to say your names properly. (laughs) They need to pronounce you as your actual proper legal given name. (laughs) It's like Taylor. (laughs) So putting the right emphasis on the right syllable is really what you're trying to say, right? (laughs) I mean, you can't mess up Kelly, but you know, who knows? Dabajan? Yeah, well, I mean, oh my gosh, if you have um, an unusual name or a name from like another language, ethnic name, whatever that ends up being, just, yeah, you're right, making sure that the efficient actually knows how to say it because there's nothing worse than watching Uh the efficient struggle his way through trying to say your name over and over. Yeah, or like Caroline, Carolyn, Caroline, (laughs) like what is it? Yeah, Yeah. phonetically spell it on your paper. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. I used to work with three different Joannas. Right. And they're all spelled differently and they're all pronounced differently. Of course. And you want to be respectful to yeah. Joanna, Johanna, and Joanne. Yes. What about Sarah with an H and Sarah without an H? Sarah with an H? Sarah. <laughs> and Sean, have a- Sean, and Swart. Swart. Oh, man. You guys have to look up the comedian, Michael Mc... Michael McIntyre. Michael McIntyre has a whole bit on name spelling. You guys have got to watch it. It is hilarious. He just hilarious. goes through the whole emotion. It just, oh, it's just bang on. There's one more thing, too, that we didn't oh. mention here, and it's the, the giveaway. So mm-hmm. you walk down to the end of the aisle and you're practicing. How are you being given to your person? Are you, first of all, are you being given away? Mm-hmm. Are you being presented? Are you passed along? Are you like, oh. it's, it's, it sounds really, really weird to c- kind of clarify that. Some people are very specific about the vernacular and the, the vocabulary in mm-hmm. the, in the ceremony um, because they're, they are um, just kind of mindful about, mm-hmm. about that sort of stuff. And yep. some people are like, I don't really care. My dad, get out of here. Get out of the house. Get out of here. 100%. Yeah. You got to, you want to clarify that if they say something that kind of makes you uncomfortable, like you don't want to be uncomfortable on your wedding day. There's going to be parts of it that you will feel uncomfortable, but there's some things that you can control, um, such as being like, I want to be given away this way. I don't like the way that was said. Did you know Hmm. that Queen Elizabeth, when she got married to Prince Philip, she, I think she took out the word honor and obey because she's like, I'm the queen of England. Well, I'm she's not the queen. queen. <laughs> He's like, you can shove it. Are the power so, invested in me by me. <laughs> by moi. Yeah. Um, I used the word to something else. And then they said it again in the crown. It was in like the first season. I was like, oh, she did. Okay. Do that. But okay. did you know? So I'm not saying you can totally rewrite the whole. The if whole you're the queen. Story, sure. But you can definitely pipe up and, and say like, I, I'd like to use this, this wording instead. Mm-hmm. A little more inclusive, perhaps, or mm-hmm. um, a little bit more um, welcoming versus like property. Exactly, which is always like a little tricky kind of. It vibe. is a bit tricky. You don't want to. You don't want to start your your ceremony off feeling like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you are not a prized possession to be sold or bought. <laughs> right. I am a prized possession. I don't am a prize. But I'll not be bought, bought or sold <laughs> unless it's shiny. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks guys for listening. We hope you learned a little bit more about rehearsals. I I feel like we had way more things to say about it, but maybe we'll do a revisited rehearsal because there were a few more pieces to the whole puzzle. Yeah. I think if anything, I hope you all understand that rehearsals are really, really important. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be crazy. It can be honestly like 20 minutes. It's Mm -hmm. just about making sure that people are comfortable in the day, that they know where to stand, that they know where to put their hands, that you know, you're just, you kind of know what to expect. And that's really kind of what the point of a rehearsal is. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, tune in next week. We have a whole new topic for you until then. Take care guys. Bye. Hey there. Thanks for listening to another episode of the wedding session. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. So you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes. Want to connect with us? Hit us up on Instagram at The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you. This episode was written, produced, and created by us. us.